This is Talitha Kume, and you're tuned in to Intimate Conversations, presented by Food for the Soul, Hot 7025 F Make Radio Great Again. Welcome to Intimate Conversations with your girl Talitha Kume, presented by Food for the Soul Media Group on Hot 702.5 FM and live on our FB page, Food for the Soul Media Group. You guys stay tuned in, and we will be right back. In these uncertain times, everyone needs a hand up. Becoming a sponsor or making a donation to Food for the Soul Media Group is a great opportunity to help. Intimate Conversations with Talitha and Bobby airs every Saturday at 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Hot 702.5 FM Streaming Radio and live on our FB page. Intimate Conversations discusses all of those topics we don't like to talk about. Become a sponsor or donate today at foodforthesoulmediagroup.press or email us at foodforthesoulpresents at gmail.com. Let's talk about it. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning in this afternoon to Intimate Conversations with Talitha and Bobby, presented by Food for the Soul Media Group here on Hot 702.5 FM and on our Food for the Soul FB page. If you guys have not already, go like our page, follow us on Instagram at Food for the Soul Media Group and Orlay Worldwide, and subscribe to our YouTube stations, Food for the Soul Media Group and Intimate Conversations, you guys. And if you guys would like to call in and be a part of our conversation, you can do so by calling in at 702-551-5261 or you can comment on our FB page and don't forget to hashtag us at hashtag food for the soul and hashtag intimate conversations yeah. you guys um I don't know it feels like it almost feels like we haven't been here in a while we were just here last week it's just weird were we here last week yeah today is just a weird day I guess so um I'm not la- sure. last week was strange I feel like yeah, were we were we rushing around a lot? Yeah, a little bit. Were we? A little bit. Okay, so maybe that's what it was. And so today we're we're in the mix. We're we're uh, relaxed a little bit, but we're hot, man. It's it's hot. Oh, the heat's coming, it's y'all. It's hot. So yeah. um, they used to let us yeah. know that they're mean today. Well, we're trying to get get used to that. So right. we haven't been, you know, we ha- we haven't had the full on heat yet, but. This time, it's, it's, it's coming to us, you guys. But anyway, so our theme for the month is Mind Your Business. Whoa. And this is our first Saturday of the month. And today, we are going to be discussing Show Me Jimmy. the Money. Yes, Show Me the Money. And so we're talking about your business. Why can't you start your own business? Why can't you start your own business? Now is the time. Um, also, we're going to be talking about you guys uh, stop accepting all these handouts or if you're going to accept the handout, please con- uh, remember to read the small print. Yes. Remember to read the small print if you're going to accept the handout. Small print's a booger. Yeah. Um, and we're going to discuss starting up your business under $500 or what it takes to be your own boss. And so that's what we want to do. We want to come light this month. We're going to come light next month too um, a little bit. So we're just going to kind of try and encourage you guys. So for the next two months, let's get some encouragement going on. I'm tired of talking about everything that's going on um, in the in the world and in the news. Not saying that we should not be mindful of it. Not saying that we shouldn't be aware of it. But let's talk about some other stuff. Yeah. Let's encourage us and, and get us uh, going in the right direction as we try and get back to some sense of whatever normalcy, you know, we're, we're going to be having. Right. Um, uh, post-COVID, I guess, or during COVID or whatever, because they're saying that it's still 
here. But anyway, so let's go ahead and get into the show. And our first article, or my first articles, was um, I found a couple of articles, but we're talking about the first article is how to start a business when you have literally no money. Yes. And so we're going to jump into that. And the first thing they say is to ask yourself what you can do and get for free. So that's the first thing you want to do. The second thing is build up six months worth of savings for expenses. So if you can do that, you guys build up, even if it's just, you know, $200, $300 a month or whatever you can afford, build some of that up so that you can have some type of savings or so that you can start um, putting it back for any type of expenses that you may need. And then it says to ask your friends and family for extra funds. So it's no harm in asking um, a, a best friend or, you know, somebody who you know really, really believes in you for a handout or, you know, some extra money to help you yeah. along with whatever you have, whatever you're putting back. Apply for a small business loan when you need extra cash. Look to small business grants and local funding opportunities. For me, I would say look for small business grants versus small business loans. So um, it's very important when you are starting your own business, I think, especially a small business, if you're going to ask for a handout, ask your friends that are willing to donate to you or maybe that are willing to sponsor to you for you to help them do something and uh, they get some type of return. But taking out a loan is actually really, really scary going into a small business in the beginning because yeah. you just don't know what your return is going to be. So I would hate for you to take out a big loan and then you go and you start your <clears> business <throat> and something happens unexpectedly and now you're looking to have to pay that loan back. So I would look more into grants Absolutely. and stuff like that, wouldn't you? Um, and then it says find um, about two or find uh, uh, and woo potential angel investors. And those are people um, that really want to invest in your company and, they, and they're not taking a big uh, return. You know what I'm saying? They're right. just really kind of, they're an angel. They're looking over you. They're really believing yeah. in your brand and they're, um, and they're hoping that you're going to be successful. And so it says, if you think that the entrepreneur path is your thing, but you don't have money, maybe this will help you. You can start a business with little or no money, but that's not the same as starting without resources. In fact, the, mo the more resources you have, the less money you will need. By resources, we can mention some such as intelligence, imagination, social circle, experience, studies, and knowledge in general. Uh, the time available, the ability to connect seemingly unconnected points, the ability to see opportunities where no one else finds them, manual, sports, artistic, or physical skills in general, intellectual skills, health, and so on and uh, and so on. So it's a, it's a long ex et cetera because it's just so many things that um, as far as resources are concerned, if you have resources, you really don't need a whole lot of money because you True. have some of these things that will help you get your business off the ground. And it says the only cost of really starting a business that can really be calculated is the cost of forming an LLC or a C corporation or whatever kind of legal form you decide to go with. And that would depend on which city and country you're starting the business in. So I thought that this was, this was really interesting. The cost yeah, of forming nice. an LLC in the U.S. can go anywhere from $500 in Massachusetts to $40 in Kentucky. So if you guys live in Kentucky, you guys, um, you guys got it going on. You can yeah. start your business for about $40. If you live in Massachusetts, about $500. That means Massachusetts must have a lot of yeah, ideas. Yeah, and that's, and that's a lot. Um, right. I would say uh, for us, if I remember correctly, in, um, in Texas, we didn't, we didn't 
it wasn't a lot for us to start. One thirty-seven or something yeah. like that. It, it was really, it was really inexpensive Worth. for us to start something in Texas, which we did. Um, and now we're out here about to kind of do the same thing. And I, I've heard actually that out here it's actually, um, um, it might be a little bit more expensive out here. Yeah, probably more in, ideas in, out here in, in Nevada, but we'll see. So um, you must research. And it all starts with an idea. And so I'm about to read some of these um, things that they say as far as developing your idea. I'm sorry, you guys. This is hard for me. This is uh, bothering me. So um, first you want to explain your idea in a few words. So you're going to explain your idea. And then it says to provide deeper (coughs) details on that idea. The market it will serve, the problem it aims to solve, or how will the solution work, et cetera. So that's the first two things. And then you want to brainstorm some ideas, brainstorm some ideas, and check if their domains are available. And so that's the that's one of the first things you do. And then you want to get with the team. It says, think whether I could work on that business on my own, or think if you could work on that business on your own, or would you need to co-found it and hire someone to do some tasks. So you want to think about that when you're thinking about your idea, your brainstorming. And then it says, estimate how many hours will it take you to build a really basic product for the idea which aims to validate the demand. And then you can get into this deeper as far as when you're thinking of your products, you've got to think of demand, um, if it will be in demand, how you get it out, if if it is in demand, like how, how you'll be able to push the, the products out. And then... It says investment. You want to approximately estimate how much it will cost to set up your brand um, with all of the the costs that come in with um, printing or, you know, making something or something like that or whatever. You want to talk about that and you want to figure out how much that costs. And then your price. You want to select pricing for the idea based on your gut feeling. And it says no competitor or market analysis yet. There will be time for that. So on your gut feeling, if you're trying to do a product or even a service, you want to kind of base it on what you think that you can do the service at, what cost you think you can do the service at, and pretty much or how much you feel like you are worth. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you want to do that. And then it says your revenue and a monthly revenue. It says you want to estimate whether the idea can bring <laughs> some hundreds per month, thousands per month, or whatever amount that would deserve working on the idea full-time or even part-time. So you want to write that down. It says you want to write down your expenses. So you want to estimate the main cost of keeping the business active in order to easily discard those that have low revenue estimations but high expense calculations. So basically, you want to talk about is it going to cost me more money expense-wise to do this business versus me having money coming in. So right. I'm going to write down if I'm talking about, you know, if I'm trying to sell this uh, uh, some type of a water product or something like that or whatever, am I spending more money to make it than I'm going to bring in, especially in the first year or two years or something like that or whatever. You really got to think about that and figure out if that's something that, you, um, that you're able to do. And then it says take into account that when you w- went that w- take into account that then you will have to adapt that idea to the immediate and make it work exclusively with the resources that you have. And that means keeping it simple at first. Short and specific description of the business. Only a paragraph, but if, if you can, a line, um, a line will be better is what this is saying. The requirement is that anyone who reads it instantly understands your product or service. So this is a big deal. 
because a lot of times I feel like businesses, they're kind of all over the place and they don't have a simplified way to, to explain what it is that they do. So this is saying you want a short description of your business or even a line of your description that automatically tells somebody, oh, that's what she does. Right. Oh, that's that's what you do. You know, Um, and then it says you want a simple budget. This is how much money you have and what other resources you have, such as time, knowledge, experience, contacts, potential partners, potential clients and more. And if you don't really have any money, there's only one way to start. You want to ask for funds or work to get them. You can ask friends and family. Take into account that clear accounts, long friendships. Um, I assure you that you do not want to ruin your interpersonal relationships for money issues. So you want to make sure the people that you're asking that um, you can deliver. Like I said, if you're asking someone to invest in you or you're taking out a loan and then something happens, um, that's kind of sketchy and that's mm-hmm. kind of scary, especially in a friendship or a family, you know, because they might be saying, you know, they might say, hey, you know, Bobby, I believe in you. I'm going to loan you $100,000, but I'm going to need that back in a year. And if you haven't made $100,000 in a year to give back to them, now you have this situation of, oh, my God, you know, now I'm trying to figure out how to pay my family along with how to keep my business afloat. So Mm -hmm. that could be very difficult. And then it says crowdfunding, uh, government support. We'll get into that later. It says private financing. You can go to banks, finance companies, or lenders. Just be careful what you sign. Make sure you look at the, f- the small print, like I said before. Um, and then the angel investments again. And so if you don't have a way to access any of the above options, you always have yourself. The source of financing that is never lacking is your own job. And I thought that this was really cool. Not that I never thought of it before, but I thought this was really cool what it said. It said, in other words, don't wait sitting with your hand outstretched to see who will take pity on you. Find a preferred job in the field where you want to start your business. And this way you will gain two things, invaluable experience that you can apply in your future business and money to finance it. And that's cool because that makes me think of, um, that makes me think of William's Chicken. Because right. I know for sure that, well, I don't know for sure, uh, but I believe, if I remember correctly, that Williams probably worked for churches before they started their own company. How often because they're, they're, Yeah, because they're very, they're very similar. They're very similar because, like, you know, knowing coming from the West Coast, like here oh, yeah. and uh, California, right. uh, we don't have Williams Chicken or never heard of it before. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved to Dallas, I'm like, oh, my God, they have a— a Williams chicken, which looks, it reminds me of, of churches, you know, because right. that's what we have out here, churches. And so I'm sure that he probably started out of churches, yep. you know, built up his knowledge, figured out how to run that. And would be very smart if he did. Yeah. That'd be the smartest thing ever. Figured I, hope, out how I to, hope he did. Yeah, figured out how to run that right. that company and all that or whatever, and then branched out on his own, and mm. now he's making the money, and he's not paying churches. So uh, right. what I want to ask, Bobby, is what do you think about the ideas that I talked about, and how do you feel, wh- what do you feel has been the hardest part for you in starting your business and did you ever think that you would own your own business as a child well I appreciate all this knowledge I'm thinking um, forgive me if I overread or didn't hear Uh anything but I didn't hear anything about seating Uh in any of this Uh okay Um, that seems a little bit off to me that seems like that would be the first thing in business Uh is knowing how to properly plant seeds Uh because then it wouldn't matter about the it's not necessarily about the money or what it would take. So, so what you would think it would take to start a business. It's about how much you believe in your business and how much you're willing to give of your business to see fruit produced. 
Okay. That's what I think first. I, so um, explain that though. I think what that, is seeding? Uh, being for, able for the slow people. Being able to give. Um, if you have like you know like whenever we first started with um when we first shifted or, or Chris Orlay from bow ties to bracelets, mm-hmm. it was it was great. People were buying them. After, you know, right? We're in boutiques and yeah, you know, we it was all good. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a season in there where I felt a big shift and a drop. And at that point is when we started giving. Okay. You know, and now how I've shifted that bracelet idea, I believe it can go on like twenty more years because now it's like it's more so about the the club. You get a box. You don't just okay. get a regular ba- bracelet you get from somewhere else. So as a kid, yeah, I thought, I always knew I'd be doing, I would have something of, of my own, Okay. you know, to pass on. Um, so you never you never saw yourself having a career working for someone else or some other company? I've tried it. Okay. I never saw it because okay. I never understood that even as a youngster. When I was, when I used to piss my daddy off right. growing right. up. Uh, first, because I was, you know, I was, I was always in art, so I would take all his stuff that he'd bring from his construction sites mm-hmm. and build like uh, these uh, trashy looking like storages and you know little restaurants and stuff in the backyard, roller coasters and stuff of this nature, mm-hmm. you know, all crap. But I, you know, my imagination was so huge, and like I'm gonna have all this stuff, and I was building it in the backyard, and you know, hurt my brothers and sisters by putting them on the roller coasters and stuff of that nature, you know. But I had, you know, I had a vision that I was going to have all these things, so I never understood the sit down and wear a chain mentality. Okay. Even with him trying to make me fit into that mold, I never, you know. Hmm. That's interesting, Bob. That's funny. You said yeah. you was doing roller coasters and, and stuff like that uh, when you were. <laughs> and I would hope a lot of us boys did stuff like that, man. Yeah. You know. Maybe. It was Maybe safe, not. safe space to do to do that be able to go outside and create. We spent 15, 20 hours outside, it seemed like. Did you, well, yeah, that's when it was you safe know. to be outside. Not right. safe to be outside, but it was fun to be outside. Now it's kind of like people are um, trying to figure out what is outside for them. And so they're so busy um, inside on their phones and Instagram yeah. and Snapchat and all these other kind of things, and they're missing the joy of becoming, you right. know what I'm saying, or right. the joy of being a kid. Um, and so for me, I think that I I don't know if I, when I was younger, I had so many aspirations and dreams of doing so many different things. But for um, when I was younger, yeah. I knew that I wrote. So I, I've always been a writer. Like, I mean, as far as I, back as I can remember, I've always been a writer. But I think we were talking about the other day that I wanted to be a psychologist um, right. at one point. I wanted to be a lawyer. At one point, um, and and so many things that I had interest in. So I actually grew up thinking about a career. I never thought about owning my own business. I, really? I no, I never did. And even being with my father as a pastor, I didn't even look at that as his own business because I felt like he worked for the church, and you know they paid him and sometimes didn't pay him, you know, we sometimes didn't eat and all yeah. the other kind of stuff or whatever. But I never saw myself as a business owner until recently, probably, or not recently, but, you know, within the last maybe 20 years or so when I started my production company, mm-hmm. that's when I really kind of saw, well, hey, I can, I can do this and have my own company 
and make my own money and not have to worry about um, clocking in, you know, right. punching a clock. And so I, at that point, that's when I kind of realized, I guess, that, you know, I could I could have the ideal dream of owning my own business and um, uh, making my own way. But with all the stuff that was going on, I agree with you as far as the planting seeds yeah. and making sure that you give back because when you give back, I think that God, he sees that. Absolutely. He recognizes that, and um, he honors that as far as what you get in return. So that would be a big one. But I think the one that stood out to me um, the most probably would have been just kind of um, simplifying your ideas. Because a lot of times I feel like a lot of us have so many grand ideas. Right. We have so many things we want to do, and then we kind of try and put everything into this one box. Like I've seen so many businesses and so many, a lot of women um, who are just starting out, entrepreneurs, that we're putting like almost every single thing that we do. And I had a friend um, that commented one time because she moved from, from Dallas and she moved to L.A., and so I remember her telling me that she was in the room uh, full of celebrities or people, you know, who kind of had been in the business for a while. And they asked her what she did. And so she named off all these things that she did. Yeah. And then the guy was like, hey, you need to narrow that down. Right. I said, what do you yeah, do? You need, to, you need to really focus on <clears throat> what you do. And right. that's the same thing I think that I remember uh, Tyler Perry said something about that a long time ago. Focus and zero in on something that you do or that you do well and kind of put all your eggs in that basket right. and then and then branch out and do other things as you get going. And so what stuck out to me is just simplifying, simplifying, making your business simple and making sure that whatever your tagline is or whatever your business plan says or whatever, that somebody can come right in and say, oh, that's what you do. Yeah. You know, because it's easier for somebody to me to give to you, especially with everybody having ADD and want to go to the next big thing or whatever. It's easy for them to give to you if they know exactly what you do and they know exactly how, how it will benefit. Yeah, right. how, how it will benefit them, yeah. and of course how it will benefit you. So I right. think that that I think that that was really cool, you guys. But um, we are about to take a break. If you guys just tuned in, you're listening to Intimate Conversations on Hot Seven Hundred Two Point Five with Talitha and Bobby, and we are talking about starting your business with no money. Yeah. And when we come back, we are going to talk about the stimulus checks y'all been getting. And uh, we will be right back. Yeah. In this world caution I pray that these niggas cross me And force me to come across them And sell their body for auction Do or die Simply suicide How I truly ride Oh shit With a boss chick In the newest Dodge Two-seater compact With the new features Which brings up a new creature And force me to go ether Plus I'm from Texas I grew up jamming a Tila And swishers thick as a finger And deuces in a Tahitian But off that subject I'm busting Fuck it what they about Oh, I see it, these niggas ready to bring a 
them out. And since my city is dirty, I gotta clean them out. Backhand strong, I chose to take the Serena route. Bring the racket out, my mental swift is Pacquiao. I'm like a rattlesnake on ground, they can never back me down. Her boss and niggas think that I do them wrong. I'm like Ross, I made back on any song. So in defensive, it seems that I do my niggas wrong. Just know we starving and trying to bring us some dinner home. I'm like Julius Caesar, but I put Brodus on. I put that knife in his hand. I put my life in his hand. I put some greens in them bands. I wouldn't turn on my man. I wouldn't change on them down. So I'm good and wrong. Fact is, I'm on another track, kid. AI with these balls, who talking practice? Plus I'm good with this metal, I'm like a blacksmith. Huey Newton, my nigga, raising a black fist. Half of these people that's ballin' don't know what stats is. I'm past quota, my nigga, the race is over, my nigga. I'm a soldier, my nigga, you got it fucked up. I'm getting colder, my nigga, stacking this In these uncertain times, everyone needs a hand up. Becoming a sponsor or making a donation to Food for the Soul Media Group is a great opportunity to help. Intimate Conversations with Talitha and Bobby airs every Saturday at 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Hot 702.5 Streaming Radio and live on our FB page. Intimate Conversations discusses all of those topics we don't like to talk about. Become a sponsor or donate today at foodforthesowmediagroup.press. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Welcome back to Intimate Conversation with Talitha and Bobby, presented by Food for the Soul, here on Hot 702.5 FM. And we are discussing starting your business with no money. But before we continue, I got some actual factuals from Big Bobby B. Bobby B, did you do your actual factuals today? No, ma'am. You know I didn't. And I thought we didn't discuss that in the car. Why would you even play me like that in here? We did discuss no, that in the car. No, glazed right over that. No, I remember I did not saying. do one today, guys. Forgive me. I'll okay. have you next week. Okay, so no actual factuals. So I, I thought that you were kidding when you said that you didn't do your actual factuals. So no actual factuals today. Um, but So we're going to go ahead and continue our discussion on... Starting your business with no money. Yes. And right now, I think we want to talk about the stimulus checks, you guys. So I found a cool article about the stimulus checks that you guys have been getting. And it was just pretty much just kind of talking about some of the things that you could do with your stimulus check. To And this is to some of you all who have not gotten your stimulus check already and um, or who had just got it and are maybe trying to think of some things that you want to do uh, with it. And so... First, it says that you want to prioritize paying everyday bills. And I know this might seem like it's common sense to some people, but for some people it's not. And so, you know, a lot of times when you're not used to having this type of money or just when it's extra money, you're thinking about all the ways you can spend it versus thinking about things that are practical. And so this says you want to prioritize your paying everyday bills. So first and foremost, if you are already having trouble paying your everyday bills, by all means... Take care of that first, you guys. So paying utilities, buying food, different things like that. So I would hate to have somebody, you like, okay, well, I've been struggling to pay my rent all year, or I've been struggling, you know, to to get groceries for my babies or myself, my family all year. I get this $1,400 stimulus check or this $600 or $1,200 stimulus check, and then I I go out and I I go out and I spend it on trivial things, and now I'm still in the same position that I was before I got this check, which is silly. That doesn't make any sense. So it's saying make sure that you pay some of your utilities down, get you some food or whatever, 
uh, get you some health insurance or something like that or whatever and make that money count for you in the long run. It also says you want to pay down your credit and credit card debts or some loans. So if you guys have credit cards or personal loans or something like that or whatever, consider paying something on them a little bit or each of them or whatever so you can kind of pay your bill down a little bit. And that way you're not having to worry about that for the next month or two months or whatever. Um, it says repair or replace everyday items. Perhaps things that you use every single day are in need of repair or replacement. A car, a computer, um, a, an appliance or something like that. Those are just a few examples. So if those things are breaking down and you know <clears throat> that you're going to need that, you know, if I my car is breaking down, got my stimulus check, but my car gets me to work so that I can make money to pay for the things that I need, then I might, I, I'm going to be pretty mad about it, but I might have to spend my stimulus check on getting my car fixed. Right. On getting my car fixed and, you know, trying to figure that out. We're kind of going through that right now. That's rough. Um, and so then also you want to, um, it says that you want to possibly build an emergency stash. Yep. So possibly take some money and put it back. So even if it's um, $100 or $25 or $50, whatever it is, start your emergency fund. You don't have to put all of it in there, but start your emergency fund. Put a little bit in there. So now you have something in there, and that kind of um, it encourages you to say, okay, I got $25. I'm a little savings account. It's not a lot, but okay, next month when I get paid, I'm going to put another $25 in there. I'm going to put another $25 in there. At least gives you, um, you know, it gives you something to look forward to, and it gives you, um, it starts you off. And then also it says you want to consider possibly funding your own retirement plan. So if you're a little bit older hmm. and you know that you're going to not be working soon, or you know that you're going to be possibly facing this ageism, which is going on, you know, with me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm older. And so now I'm starting to have to look at, things in a different light because I'm not as young as I used to be, which means that some of my my motor skills and different things like that are working differently now. Right. So I'm having to think about job, my job and different things like that that I have to do differently to make sure that I'm able to continue on in the next 10 years and the next, you know, 15 years and the next 20 years. Some people have been lucky, though. Some people, you know, like Cicely Tyson, um, you know, rest her soul, she was working well, you know, into her 90s. And she was remembering lines and on right. sets and different things like that, which is, you know, very hard to do if you're not continuously healthy. So she was healthy all those years. Her, Maya Angelou, um, you know, people like Tina Turner, who's now, you know, uh, uh, is a little sickly, Patty LaBelle, people like that who are in their 70s, uh, going on their 80s and still moving around and singing and shaking the tail feather and everything, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like when they were younger. But um, it says to consider funding your retirement plan so you have kind of something to fall back on. So just put something away, like I said, $100. Start your retirement uh, plan. And so you, you got the $100 in there, and now you just kind of want to watch it grow. It also says... Another thing to consider is saving money to put it in a and put it in an IRA so that it can collect interest and it'll kind of just sit there and it'll make money. Or consider investing in stocks, which is the same thing. You'll invest in a stock and then hopefully you'll make money off of that investment and that'll keep you going. And then within the next 10 years, even though a lot of us only think about that right now, within 10 years you have some money set aside. Right. You know, even if it's your 401k and investing in that or whatever. It's just... Excuse me, it's just small stuff that you can do to make sure that your money works for you and uh, this stimulus check. So what do you, um, I know that, you know, we we haven't got 
a stimulus check yet. Um, don't know if we're going to get one, but what would you do if you got your stimulus check? Are there some things that you know that as a business owner or right now where you are that you're like, okay, if I get it, I'm not going to go out and buy, you know, um, a ATV or, um, or a, how many, how many, how many of these things have gone out? Three? There's been, uh, yeah, there's been three and I think there's working on a fourth one. What's been the numbers? So the first one was 600. The second one was 1,200, and then this last one was 1,400. And so this next one is supposed to be, I've just been reading that it's possible that it's supposed to be maybe 2,000. I'm not sure. Oh, I just man, saw so they're that. really throwing these bags out. And so, um, so, yeah, so it went from 600 when Trump was in office mm. to now 2,000. Well, if I got Possibly. that six, I would for sure take and blow that on material. Okay. Quick. Okay. That 12, I would take it. I would, uh, I would use a part of it to stimulate the society mm -hmm. then i'll use four parts of it to stimulate our growth so i would invest in four different areas okay 1200. the rest of that would be getting blown on more material okay yeah and what about four, the 14 i would take four parts of that invest it in four other areas whether it be the same four or four four different ones mm -hmm. and um um yeah the rest would get blown on material because um, it's, we we have everything else. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not really, yeah, I'm going to stimulate somebody. I'm going to use this to get material, and I'm going to grow what I'm doing already with it. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I can understand that. I think that I would uh, probably do the same thing. I truly believe in splitting stuff. And so for me, I would have probably paid one bill that I know that we needed to pay or something like that or whatever, uh -huh. and then the other half. I, um, I would have used it on business or I would have given some away, you know, like not because I know that Bobby and I are big tithers. We're big givers. Right. And so even if we're not tithing at the moment to a specific church, usually Bobby would pick a pastor or something to give, you know, some of his uh, funds to. Right. And then we just kind of give, you know, we're, we're big believers in the sowing the seed, like Bobby said. So I would probably give some of it to some type of project or, or just make up a project because I love doing projects, y'all. Right. So I would make up some type of project to put the money into or do some type of event or something like that or whatever. And um, and then the rest I would spend on business, like you said, to try and um, sow into our company so that we can continue to um, um, to get money back. Absolutely. Get reciprocal, you know, reciprocal. Yeah. So um, the last tips that I have on business um, are some companies – that you are the last thing that I have is some tips on business I'm sorry and then some companies you may know that started with little to no money I they love just this started part. with great. a it was just a dream man it was just a dream and so we're going to talk about that and then Bobby is actually going to tell you guys some of the businesses we found that you can start with little to no money so you guys are going to be excited that's going to be at the end so here are the tips it says start small by thinking big Adapt your business model to avoid as much fixed cost as possible. Avoid unnecessary rents, salaries, and services. That's big, big, big. If you don't have to rent a space, don't rent a space. Don't run out and think that you have to go and get this elaborate, enormous building that's going to be soaking up all of your electric, water, whatever it takes to run that building. You have to get it up to cold. Don't do that. If you can get away from that for the first year or two, start small. 
um, salaries. Sometimes in the first year or two, you're not going to be able to pay yourselves. So, like, we're, we're sitting here like, nah, we ain't been able to pay us nothing. Sometimes you might be able to treat yourself. Right. But for the most part, every time we've made money, we have put it back into our business. And we really have, uh, we're not strangers to um, hard work. We, we kind of treat ourselves uh, sometimes as much as we can. But for the most part, we're trying to make this thing crack so we can, you know, make it and, and, and have it uh, have some longevity in our business. Absolutely. And then also it says services. Try not to try to eliminate services. If you can, man, it, it, get somebody who who likes what you're doing and possibly do something for them as they do something for you. Like that's the American way right now. It says make the internet your store, your school, your marketing center, your means of contact, everything. Use the internet for what it's supposed to be used for and that's business. Business um, you know, and, and helping to, um, to, to, to grow your business. And then I think, um, research, research, research. People are always putting stuff on the internet, you know, whether some of it's true, some of it might not be as true, but for the most part, like I said, when I do research, if I'm Googling two or three things and they kind of say the same thing and they're aligned, then I'm pretty much like, okay, that's what, that's what it is. Yeah. So I'm thinking that that's kind of pretty much the truth. And then it says, make a list of things that will be essential for your business and another of the things that you could get for free. Do them on your own or exchange them with others, like I just said, who have what you want and who want what you have. And that's bartering. The Old American school barter way. system. Yeah, the American way. And then it says, send a promotion out on social media to each and every one of your contacts to offer your product or service. Make your first sale, and don't forget to ask for feedback on the service and quality of what you offer. And this way, you can start making the corresponding adjustments, you guys. That is very, very important. Bobby and I, I put something on our website that has, I think it's a Facebook thing that I was able to put on the website because I, I did our website that um, shows your testimony on what you thought about the product. And that is very important to us, you guys. You know, not that we just give you a product and we think it's dope, you know what I'm saying? But you think it's dope. And then you tell us that you think it's dope. Right. Um, if there's something that we need to change or, or something that you see that can be done a, a different way or whatever, let us know so that we can adjust. And we're not out here thinking we just made it over. You know right. what I'm saying? We killing the game and people true, buying true stuff. Support. And, yeah, people buying feedback. stuff and, and braces is breaking or something like right. that or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? just trying to pacify and yeah. be nice and church. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah tell us what's that. happening so we can know and grow and get better. Right, and so we can Real get life. better. Uh, and so, um, and you And you pay for it. So it doesn't bother us when you uh, call us and say, hey, I paid for this and this is, um, you know, this is not right or whatever's going on. Let us know so that we can make that right. Absolutely. And so um, these are some of the businesses that went from small to big time. So I'll read them as quickly as I can because we're about at 1240 or we're out at 140. I'm sorry. So the first company is Hewlett Packard. It says HP was the original tech startup formed in a garage. Bill Hewlett and David Packard started the company with $538 in 1939 as an electronics maker, getting a boost from its first successful product, an audio oscillator. Now 72 years old, HP has grown into one of the world's largest information technology companies. It now has more than 300,000 employees and posted revenues of $126 billion. And you guys, I found this. Um, this was in 2010. That's so nuts. imagine how much it's doing now. Yeah. The second company is Starbucks. Two teachers and a writer got together to start up a Seattle coffee bean seller 
uh, with their own money in 1971. One of their personal co connections was Alfred Pete, the founder of Pete's Coffee and Tea, whom they bought all their coffee from in their first year. And then after the company went, went public in 1992, uh, the idea grew into the largest chain of coffee houses in the world. Its 17,000 stores today are spread across 55 countries and can be found on what often seems like every corner. Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren was working as a sales assistant at Brooks Brothers when he got the idea for his clothing company. He started to wonder if men were interested in branching out into more colorful, bolder ties. So in 1967, Lauren launched his business selling ties and he grossed $500,000 in sales the first year. And the next year he launched Polo and built his company into a successful global brand. And then also... Damon John, and you guys might know him. He started in his he started his clothing line using sewing machines at his mother's house in Queens, New York. Fubu grew into a global brand, and John went on to invest in dozens of other companies. He's also an author of four books and owns a co-working space in Manhattan. And you guys recently seen him on uh, Shark Tank, so that's where he is. And yes. then Sam Walton. <laughs> Sam Walton opened his first store with almost nothing to his name. He purchased a Ben Franklin franchise in Newport, Arkansas, using a $25,000 loan that he got from his father-in-law. Walton ran the business with his younger brother and successfully grew the franchise to own 15 different stores. But the company that managed the franchise chain was unwilling to expand into rural areas, which is what he wanted to do. So that prompted Walton to start his own business. Walton opened his first Walmart store and has quickly <laughs> become a success, you guys. Today, Walmart is the largest retailer in the country. Now, I would say almost the world, but in the country... At least, so I, I don't get know. Get that spanks yeah. in that. Uh, oh my goodness! So in that seven. Okay. I mean in that. Uh, and know, so, <laughs> the last one is NPR voice. Sarah Barkley. So, when Sarah Barkley founded Spanks, she was selling fax machines door to door. She used five thousand dollars of her savings to start the company and bootstrapped her way to success. To this day, she's never taken on any funding and owns one hundred percent of the company. She That's cautions hot. new entrepreneurs not to look to friends and family to validate their business idea, saying this can stop a lot of multi-million dollar ideas in their tracks in the beginning. So basically what Sarah was saying is that in her starting her company, she cautions a lot of entrepreneurs not to look to family or their friends to say, hey, that's a great idea, that's a wonderful idea, because typically, not typically, or not always, but I would say maybe, maybe, I'm not, I don't know what the percentage would be, that your family and friends just don't possibly believe in your business like you believe in it, unless, right. unless they're starting the business with you. They right. don't believe in the business like you believe in it, so sometimes you can um, incur a lot of negativity. Yeah. And so she's saying, don't look to them to support you because that could really kill your dreams. And that probably killed a lot of multi-million dollar ideas because people were looking to be validated by their, their family. And they right. weren't. Right. Absolutely. And so, um, yeah, but guys, man, this is ins inspirational, yeah, that's, man. That's deep. I it's love inspirational. That. It's good, good uh, Walmart started with a $25,000 loan. Yeah from his father-in-law and now he is a multi-billion dollar company 
Yeah. Type what? Yeah, one of the horsemen. Man, he's getting it, man. For real, for okay, real. Okay, yeah. Yeah. All of that. And so um, Bobby's going to talk about some of the companies or businesses you can start with little or no money at all. I'm going to let him talk Here about we go. Yeah, yeah. Car wrapping. Promoting businesses. So you can do like a car wrap. Now, see, what I don't know is would you... To get it for under 500 bucks, we just have the ideas. Go to a car wrap company, design stuff, and have them wrap cars, and you'd be like the consultant? No, this was actually saying uh, to actually wrap the car. So if you... The wrap you know, costs a little bit more than 500. Well, I'm, well, I don't know how much it costs, but I'm saying that if you wrap cars and you just drive your car around for a company then you're promoting their business and then they're paying you to promote their business mm, by mm-hmm. driving the, the wrapped car. Right on. You know what I'm saying? If it's yours or if you volunteer to get your car wrapped. Can dig, can dig. Mm-hmm. Flip real estate contracts. Home organizing. Yeah. Photography. This is great. This is great because you spend more time studying in this one and you can get a lot of work done. A lot of weddings, a lot of, right. you know, a lot just, of everything. Just by investing in a cool camera and equipment. Yeah. And then that makes us money over and over again. Yeah, the online boutique is really dope. Um, yeah, it opens up a lot of a lot of doors for other artists and a lot of a lot of other creatives. When you open up your online boutique and then feature their stuff in there, yeah, and then it makes you look dope too because you got the coolest kid on the block in your store. Mm-hmm. Landscaping businesses, that's good and it's real good out here in Vegas to where there's like 17 uh, blades of grass and they charge you 620 dollars to cut those. <laughs> So you can definitely make all your $500 startup right back on the first line. Yeah. Um, tutoring businesses, for sure. Especially also out here in Vegas where it's <laughs> number 50 in the United States for education. Tutoring would definitely blast out here. All you got to do is bring your semi-smart behind out here in Vegas mm-hmm. and tell a couple of these other kids how to do some stuff and you can win. Mm-hmm. Personal training. Obviously, right here in Vegas where about 72% of everybody walking around here is pretty chiseled. So that's an easy job for for 12 bucks an hour for you to tell some other guy like myself how to get chiseled. Carpet cleaning, yes, that's a dying breed, but it's definitely a job. Uh, there's about 22 homes here in Vegas with carpet, so if you want to clean carpet, <laughs> you can definitely do that. Everybody else has tile and hardwood floors. No, not mm-hmm. not everybody. There's still a lot of older, a lot of older uh, residents or right. mature um people that that keep carpets somewhere in their home it mm. might not be all throughout but somebody had like we have we have some carpet, we have some carpet like yeah. one room yeah so that's blessed because our last place we had have, no carpet nowhere we have three rooms with carpet yeah oh shoot you sure right <laughs> we have three rooms with carpet and then we have about five rooms with no carpet so back yeah. to jobs for disgruntled um divorcees event plannings that's a job you can also do for the little nothing. Mm-hmm. Moving companies. You got a buddy with a truck. You got a buddy with a strong back. Yeah. You don't need much money to say, hey, man, I'll move your couch, buddy. Yeah. Right? Motivational speaker, life coaches. This is all over the place. Everybody's on Facebook being a motivational speaker, trying to get likes and what have you. You could take that and go to a con- uh, to a center somewhere, like a open square somewhere, and, and use your skills and speak public speaking and do that. That's another, another ability. Uh, tour guide. Mm-hmm. Even with no vehicle, you can be a tour guide. You can yeah. get on a bus <laughs> in cities like Vegas and tell everybody where everything is. I'm so serious. Yeah. There's money in it. Yeah. Catering yeah. services. If you can or cannot cook. We've been to events where they cannot cook. 
and they're still making $20 a head for these terrible-ass plates. Yeah. So, I mean, you can definitely do all of these beautiful things here with a little ingenuity and an idea. Absolutely, you guys. And we got this. Um, I can't remember the name of the book, and so I'll have to um, get it and maybe post it later on. Yep. But she had so many ideas, about 100 ideas of ways to start a small little business for yourself yep. and make you some money. Or, you know, at least even if you don't want to start the business, but maybe just kind of a side hustle for right. you to, you know, make some extra cash along with whatever. Right, I'm messing around, a little bike dude on in traffic, uh, you know. Little cart with like snacks, just yeah. riding through traffic on a bike. Oh, especially out here. Oh, goodness. What? out here. LA, all that. Heck yeah. Sharon's oh, oh, that would go. Killing it. Absolutely, that would go. Do we have any comments about anything on there? Because you, oh. you put them up, but I mean I nothing. Nothing that was. Hey everybody, you already said hey to everybody here. <laughs> so not really. Okay, McLeod so said that tithing is key. He texted me that, so I okay. put it on there. Okay, so tithing that's definitely is key. true. Yeah, tithing is key. Well, we believe in it. We believe that it comes back to philanthropy you. philanthropy or whatever you yeah, call it, you yeah. know. We believe that it comes back to you, and, and, and we don't believe necessarily that it's just your money. Sometimes right. it can be your time. Sometimes yeah. it can be your ideas. Um, yeah. It can be your help. So it's not just about money, especially if you don't have money. You don't you don't have to feel bad that, oh, I'm not giving to anybody else, so why am I not getting? But if you are... You know, if you are helping, um, if you are out there uh, just assisting people that that need something, then I believe that it will come back to you. I believe that, that there's honor in that. Yeah, and every every time you do anything, you're giving, regardless if you see it or not. Yeah. Even if you're giving nothing, you're giving nothing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> giving so something. if you're going to use something in that space where you should be doing something, do something yeah. productive. Okay. So. Well, you guys, that is our show. Like I said, we want to keep it light this month. So this month, we're going to be talking all about business. Mind your business and make it happen for you guys. We believe now that like we did on our last show and then a couple of shows before that we are in some type of turn. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that it is the greatest of turn, but it's a turn nonetheless. So now we are more about reading researching, finding out what really it is. And like I said before, and I will say again, continue to research. Don't just take everybody's word at face value. Please, my people, my people, especially my people, don't take everybody's word at as face value. And I'm talking right. about everybody. 2020 should have taught y'all, don't believe everything. And don't believe anybody, really, until you do your research, man. If, yeah, man. You, do, if you don't do your research, then, you know, um, more power to you because you get whatever it is that's coming to you because you just believe something somebody said and you went with it. So, like, for us, a lot of this stuff is stuff that I look up. Like I said, I researched two or three things before I actually put something down to say this is what it is. And then um, some of this stuff is our opinions, of course, and we'll tell you guys it's our opinions. But at the end of the day, we're just trying to help. We're just trying to promote conversation, trying to promote dialogue. And, um, you know, help you guys decide what's the best thing to do for you. So, Bobby, do you have any final thoughts before we end our show? Yeah, man. Make sure you saw. I was going to say something about. Uh, um, you said so, you mentioned something earlier about knowing mind your business and you yeah. said something right after. It, and I was trying to catch that and keep that note. But then I got a message. Okay. But, um, yeah. Make sure you make sure you give. Stay focused and give. And make sure when you, you're trying to look for a business or something you're doing, because a lot of people are in this mode now, mm -hmm. 
uh, uh, dig and find something that you already do. Yeah. You know, maximize that. Look for an issue that you can fix that you already see. Right. You know, and just step in that, man, because somebody really could use that. Yeah. You know, and it's simple, man. Simple as a toothpick. As simple as a mistake as a, as a, uh, as a frisbee or a chocolate chip cookie. All these things are made by mistake. You know, those things really do help somebody. Mm-hmm. How Lysol was started out to be a, a douche and it was too strong, so now we're going to use it to clean everything else. All these little things that you think in your mind might not benefit or might not be a good business. Yeah. Look into that. So think deeper. Yeah, and also whatever you do, um, I would say put make it and make it fit you passion wise too. Don't just go out and start a business that you don't even really care about because right. I don't feel like you're going to put your heart into it if you're just specifically doing it for money. That's so it. my final thoughts are when you put your mind to it, you can do anything. In the words of the Everett College recruiter, you're sitting on your couch, you're watching TV, and your life is passing you by. You keep procrastinating, saying what you're going to do. Well, get up and do something. Tomorrow is not promised, and I suggest you start living your own life and stop living others' lives. It's easy to take a handout, but never forget the costs that go along with it. Be your own boss. Make your own way. Will it be hard? Heck yeah. But the rewards are priceless. Be sure to tune in tomorrow on FB Live for our new show, Rude Awakening, with me and my girl Terry at 2 p.m., uh, Central Standard Time and 12 p.m. But tomorrow, actually, we're doing uh, we're actually doing our show tonight. I'm sorry, at six o'clock p.m. So we're doing a special broadcast tonight because of Resurrection Weekend. Also, tune in next week for our Movie Monday of the week at six o'clock p.m. live on our FB page. Our show has been sponsored in part by Mook the Barber, Chris Products, Isla Cole, and Orlay Worldwide. It's your girl Talitha Kume. And your boy Big Bobby B. Ever, giving ever. you giving you something to talk about, and we are out. Yeah. All the people around me pretty. All the people around me pretty. All the people around me pretty. No ugliness. All the people around me pretty. 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 No ugliness. All the people around me pretty. 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 No ugliness. All the people around me pretty. All the people around me pretty. I win. I look around all the city. All the people around you ugly, yeah. damn a shame, really a pity. Oh, gross. You can get a dog, play with your ass, tie the bone around your neck. Oh, you, ugly. you can have it all, but you chase cash, Wait. yeah, rope around your neck. Slave, slave. The pretty commit.